See if I can project all the way to the back. So in this time of Advent, which we use symbolically, and first I light the Christ candle. As I said before, in unity we use the Christ, the word Christ, not to represent Jesus as a person, but to acknowledge that there has at least one person, perhaps several, who have embraced a higher consciousness, embraced a higher power within themselves, that uh, it's possible to do all good. It's possible for a total healing. It is possible. And so we hear in unity every week, we light our Christ candle to remind us the divine possibility set forth by those who have gone before us. So I'm going to light a little candle here, and I'm going to light the first candle of Advent, and it was the candle of hope. And what is hope? Well, in truth, hope is a plan. There's a plan that my good is going to unfold before me in ways that I have imagined and perhaps even better than I have imagined. And then we light the second candle of uh, Advent, which we did last week, which is peace. That we claim peace within our thoughts, within our mind, within our body. So that uh, we called last week's talk, the calm before the joy. And so I light today's candle. The candle of joy. To remind us that joy is innate within us. It's not a power that we acquire. It is, however, something that we awaken to. But we're never out of joy. There's never an absence of joy. But we can either acknowledge it and work with it, or we can refuse to acknowledge it just out of confusion because we forgot. And anybody? Anybody ever forget their joy? Yeah, yeah, of course we do. Uh, several times a day. When I came into unity and they told me there were certain things, certain aspects of God within me, and because uh, I did believe in God, a very different God when I came in, but I did believe, I, nobody had to convince me that, that there is God. You'll notice I don't say a God, nor do I say that there are many gods, but there is God, G-O-D. When I have studied God, I found out that God is a word that we as humans made up a long time ago because we couldn't describe it. But we wanted to communicate. What God is is just too big to put into words. What we call love is just too big to put into words. If I ask, what is love? Well, it's da 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 da. Uh huh. And uh, well, of course, and it's da 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 da. Oh, and it's da da. It's an endless. Go on. And every single thing we use to describe it limits it. It makes it smaller instead of bigger. Because we keep, with every word we use to describe it, it puts it into a box. It might get a bigger box. It's still a box. It's not infinite. And so what we want to do with these innate qualities within us is don't bother to define them. Use them. And I say that, and I'm going to give some definitions here. 
uh, so we can get greater understanding. Uh, and, and today's talk I called In Joyful Exaltation. How about that? Uh, in future weeks, we're getting getting more campy talk titles, but I, I'm, I'm very proud of Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. <laughs> what a calm hand, it works. Our burning bowl, burn the hell out of it. <laughs> so I, I want to give a couple of definitions that I, I wrote down from Truth Unity. Exalt, what does it mean to exalt myself? To exalt means to glorify or elevate something. But to exalt is to rejoice. Exalt your favorite... Oh, I, don't, I love this example. I'm sure this, this is so common for all of us. Exalt your favorite pro wrestler. Ah. <laughs> uh, Jesus or your status in the world. They're all equal. <laughs> but elevate something like your consciousness. In my journey, my healing journey, you know, and other other fellowships and then in unity, I kept finding out I was so much more and so much better than I ever thought. The day I found out that I wasn't bad trying to get good, that was a day of exaltation. That I, oh my gosh. You mean to tell me I was always loved? I didn't have to earn being loved by whatever God is. And my teachers told me, no, Sean, because what God is can't not love you. God is love itself. Can't God can't not be what it is. So for God to not love you, that, that would be impossible. That God wouldn't be God. So we would be wise not to make up God any more than we have to. That's why I said we made up the word so we could communicate somehow. But what we're looking to communicate is just good. Just good. I've told this story so many times, but it bears repeating that when my mother made her transition by surprise several years ago, I had just started in unity. I was a few years into my healing process, about three and a half years. And I remember my mother died by surprise right after Christmas. And I remember at the funeral home, I looked at the casket and there was my mother in a casket. And I thought, oh, this is just too, too much. This is just too much to understand. This is bigger than I ever thought. And I thought, oh, that's what God is. Bigger. Too big for me to understand. And I never tried to define God after that. I always sought to just be in it and use it and, and let it be me. And and it and it's worked over the years. And you know, I have my easy days and my hard days. I don't have bad days anymore. I never ever have a bad day. And I'm gonna tell you now, you don't ever have a bad day again. Only you can call it bad, and for you to call it bad is to put yourself in a box of misery with no hope. Anybody? Yeah, and it, it's it's shocking. Oh, this is really bad. No, it isn't. It's just hard to accept. It's hard to see that there is any light in this issue. But it doesn't make it bad. It just means you don't understand it. What a relief. What a relief that you and I don't know. We just don't know what it is. We only know it hurts. You know, I, cry, I cried for a year over my mother's death, but I didn't wish her back. I'm not a fool. I, I just, I loved my mother. I wish I'd call her on the phone, but I wouldn't bring her back for anything. 
She's ready to go, very clearly. She laid down for a nap in the afternoon. Gone. No fuss, no moss. And uh, at 64, now I'm not suggesting we all go at that age, but I'm, I'm suggesting if we're going to go, that's the way to go. Whenever it happens, let it be easy. And imagine if we let the rest of life be easy. Wouldn't we be, be so much more joy-filled if life were easy? You know, and at the very least, it's just hard or easy. But if life were never bad, and people, people, uh, who was it? I just heard yesterday somebody say they took the, and but, yeah, but, out of their, out of their defense system. And so if we didn't have a yeah, but, well, yeah, it would be easy if this weren't this way, and it would be easy if it weren't this way, and it would be, well, I'm not suggesting that we uh, call everything good. Because we don't know. It's, it's, but, but I'm suggesting that we don't call anything bad. Bad so intrudes on our joy. Bad really kills my joy. And I don't want my joy killed. I don't want my joy interrupted. I was promised. I was like a little kid when I came into these places. And I, I was promised joy is in me. They said, joy is in you, Sean. And God, God has better things in store for you than anything you could imagine. And I thought, ooh, <laughs> I've got a good imagination. So better than that. And, and so I, I kept staying open. Stick around for the miracle. And, and, I, and I would look and I would listen. And I would find people who had stuck around for the miracle. And they, they used that stuff that they, people used to call bad, and they, they made good things out of their life. And I did the same thing. I was an alchemist. I'd read the book, The Alchemists. I thought, okay, I don't have a bucket of coal to turn into uh, diamonds, and I don't have other things to turn into gold. But you know what I have? I have an abusive childhood. <laughs> I have addiction. I have resentment. Excuse me. <laughs> Ooh. I have lots of stuff that I can use and give it to God and let it be transformed. As long as I don't continue to hurt myself, I can let it be transformed into living, walking, breathing gold. And I did. I'm not up here because I had more time and money on my hands than I knew what to do with and I just wanted to do a little service. I don't do service in the world just because. I do it because I had a transformation and I have something to offer. And so to keep showing up to, oh, oh, I, I'm not gonna hate my parents anymore. I'm not gonna, in fact, I told my mother three weeks before she died. I said, mother, you don't have to apologize anymore. Look at me, look at who I am. I was not this person, but I couldn't be this person if all that stuff hadn't happened. So I can say thank you and let it go. We'll never lie about it, but we'll, we'll let it go because I'm not going to be mad at you anymore for it. And it was such a relief. Then three weeks later she died. I say I killed my mother, but that's beside the point. And so I, I looked at that, but what's funny, okay, then a couple of years later with my dad, I did my process of forgiveness with my dad to find out that it was okay what he did because I didn't need it to be different. 
I was me and I liked me. That was great. Now, here's the funny part. It was just two years ago. I finally went to the grave of my last stepfather. There were a couple of those. And I... Uh, <laughs> I went to the grave and I let him off the hook. And I thought, why did it take from 1997 with my mother till 2019 with my stepfather to let go of that one? Because I chose it. I pick and choose what's going to block my joy today. I needed my last stepfather as a bit in my last act, apparently, uh, about resentment and wanting to hit him with a bat. And I, uh, which I never did. Uh, I was talking about regrets. <laughs> that was one of my regrets. As, uh, but to look at that and say, oh, I held out on him because I said so. Because I said, this one doesn't deserve forgiveness, but the other ones do. There's no logic in that, except there's a piece of me that isn't fully alchemized, that hasn't fully accepted my joy that hasn't fully accepted the glory of God, as we call it. And so what a relief. It's not happening to me. I'm picking and choosing. I pick and choose my spirituality. I pick and choose my misery. And I pick and choose what I'm going to celebrate, what I'm going to alchemize. But I, I stay on a process and I keep looking at it and I keep seeking to laugh at a lot of it. When I hear some other people's stories and I laugh at some of the most horrendous things, it's shocking the things that we will just laugh at. Oh, people are going to rock bottom of their life and we laugh at the stories. And, uh, and, and it's okay. Do you know why? Because they're not still happening today. We can look at them. We can see our healing. And we can uh, find, uh, oh, I couldn't be here if it hadn't been there. So there wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It just felt awful. It just really felt awful. I'm going to tell the story. I don't know why I'm going to tell it. It was at, a, it was at an ordination for, for Unity students. Uh, it's the path I went through for ordination. And uh, the then chair of, of uh, Unity Worldwide Ministries, she was giving the keynote talk. And my guess is she had had a drink or two before the talk. Uh, but she thought this was going to be a breeze, and she brought a Sunday talk on an iPad. And she's partway through and realized, oh, this is not a graduation talk. This is a Sunday talk, and I have gone awry. But she, <laughs> she didn't know that the person she was about to quote is my partner. And she's going to read a, a quote, a segment from David's book, The Thought Exchange. And she said, and I'm going to, you know, you get nervous going to talk. And, and, and so here's what you do. I'm going to quote David Friedman here. Now, what David has said when he does The Thought Exchange, most of you know who have taken his workshops, is, you know, you can't, someone comes to me and says, oh, I'm, I'm nervous, my heart is pounding, I, I'm a little... Fuzzy in the mind. I, I and David said, "Are you having an orgasm?" And because uh, it's the same sensations, kind of as a heart attack, and, and 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 so you know, you know, your head. And this one, this woman, this unity minister, got up and said, "I'm going to quote David Friedman," and she, <laughs> I love this, and she said, "I, uh, you know, I'm nervous on a Sunday morning. I'm afraid I can't do my talk, and so I simply say, I am having an orgasm.'" Oh, no. I was like, "That's a very different quote saying than what David says in his book." 
Oh, the joy I got to experience that day in, a, in an otherwise lackluster talk. And, and so to realize, oh, you can find joy anywhere. And she came up to me at the dinner afterwards and said, so, who are you? I said, oh, I'm the partner of the man you misquoted today. In your talk. Uh, and you're still getting joy. I do. I laugh at that. I hope everybody in the unity movement. Here's, I didn't say your name. I, uh, it's funny stuff that if we can laugh at our stuff. You know, David, we watch TV. Nothing makes him laugh more than somebody falling down. Or getting hit with a board. Yeah. Oh, he will laugh at this. I look for things we can watch where somebody's going to fall off a chair. And, uh, because if we didn't laugh at it, my goodness, we'd be the saddest people ever. And I know a few of those. And I, and I always want to say, you don't have to be. In joyful exaltation, find your God. Find the God that you know in your heart is, is love. So you don't have to earn its love. You just find the God that is love and that will ride through your body. And, and the, the greatest part is that love that exists in all beings, whether I like those beings or not. It really used to confuse me that the people I didn't like had friends. Because why? And then I realized, oh, because God is love itself in joyful exaltation. And so, you know, when we were, I used to go to the Church of Christ when I was a little boy. It's my last stepfather's church. And I'm grateful for that. I, I, I wrote him a letter after my mother died. And I, I could think, I said, I've been looking for something really good that came out of that marriage. And I found it. And it was that your family took us to church. And I found a God beyond. Now I lay me down to sleep. I found a God that I could work with. And today I have a very different God. But I can be grateful and I can say thank you to you and your family for that. And I remember vacation Bible school, which I used to throw a fit about going because it always happened the same week as the opening of the playground. <laughs> Mother, come on, why? And I thought I always had to go to it. But I ended up having a great week. But this one song that, that just, I, to this day, thrills me. Uh, some of you know, I, I'm sure, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of, well, Jesus in my heart. I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. I've got that peace that passes understanding down in my heart. Know that verse? Down in my heart, down in my heart. I've got that peace that passes understanding. Down in my heart, down in my heart. To stay, we'll skip to the third verse. I've got that wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer down deep in the depths of my heart. Where? Deep in the depths of my heart. Where? Deep in the depths of my heart. I've got that wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer down deep in the depths of my heart. Deep in the depths of my heart. To stay, and I'm so happy. And I love that song. It was fun because it was like a puzzle to get that to get to the third verse. <laughs> And I, that's, I still sing that in my head sometimes, vacuuming, whatever. I got that going through my head because uh, it's fun. And it's a joy song. And we should be singing more joy songs in our head. Now, my goodness, we have, I, you know, You've Lost That Love and Feeling is a great song, but it's not a pick-me-up. 
and we need more pick-me-ups. Do, I was taught early on in my healing process, do what you need to do to pick yourself up and rise higher in your thinking, to rise more joyfully in your thinking. And, and that, that thrilled me, and I came into unity. My gosh, I remember that first time. There was a guy screaming out on a clear day you could see forever, and I thought, oh, show tunes, I'm home. And then the minister was funny. Oh, he made me laugh and laugh and laugh. And I loved that. So I found more of those. And the next minister I heard made me laugh and laugh and laugh. Then I found Edwin, excuse me, Edwin Gaines. She came to speak once. And she was funny as anything and point, pointed. She had sound, solid spiritual principles for health, mental, spiritual, physical well-being, and wealth. She wasn't ashamed to talk about money. She wasn't ashamed to talk about forgiveness. She wasn't ashamed to talk about her life and the pathway that it took her to get there. One of my favorite stories she tells, she told it on this very pulpit. She talked about that she had been part of a 12-step fellowship. And uh, and those of you who know Edwin, you know how she talks. She's, got, she's from Texas, and she's got, a, she's got a big high hair, and she's got a, uh, an accent. But she was talking about she found this woman this rather tough woman, to do her fifth step with. And uh, the fifth step is admitted to God, to ourselves, another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And so she sat down and she read her list of how horrible she had been and every awful, embarrassing, humiliating thing about herself. She covered every stone, or uncovered every stone. And when she was done, that woman looked at her and said, that it? I had more than that in my eye. <laughs> wow. Wow. And she told that on this hall, but during a workshop, I was like, oh my gosh. And I thought, oh, these are the people that set me free. These are the people that allow me to be joy filled. Just joy filled. So I'm just going to read a couple of short things to us all. And, uh, oh, one quick thing. The metaphysical meaning of joy. I have to write some of this stuff down because I just, I can't remember it. I'm too busy remembering 30 years ago. Uh, the happiness of God expressed through his perfect idea. Person. Man. Woman. Joy and gladness are strength-giving, especially the mind, if the mind is fixed on the things of spirit. Affirm, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I like that. So, this is my favorite book. It's the Bible, and yet it's not the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. I use this a lot. I prefer it to the traditional Bible, although I use the traditional Bible. And so, let me look here. Okay, where's my yellow? Oh no, where's my yellow? <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, this comes from Acts chapter 2. And it says here, your joy shall increase as you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, for it shall lead you to see no value where there is none, and to know that love is already within your heart. This love, which is the source of all joy, is not a special love that includes some but not all. It is an encompassing love from which joy comes bursting forth from your heart into the world that you see. And then, we're over here in uh, James. And in James chapter 1 it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this and store it in your mind and heart. Be quick to listen to the true desire of your heart. 
and you are quick to realize the joy of your truth. Your truth is joy, so whenever you are not joyful, you are misunderstanding what you are. Take that in. When you are not joyful, you are misunderstanding what you are. Don't interpret that to be, oh, I'm not joyful, so I'm bad. I'm not joyful, so I'm stupid. I'm not joyful, so there's something defective about me. No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying, I'm not joyful. I'm misunderstanding what I am. Do the work it takes to understand your true nature, not the surface nature, not the behavioral nature, not the mistakes. My goodness, if mistakes were the worst thing ever, we'd all be the worst thing ever. Mistakes are mistakes. They're based on confusion. They're based on forgetting. Sometimes they're just based on uh, the willingness to stay confused because the pull of uh, confusion sometimes is even stronger than the pull of love. So you got to get back over and say, oh, okay, there's a power within me that loves me because it can't not love me. I'm going to listen. I'm so grateful we're here together today because it reminded me of what it is I really, really want. Thank you.